All right, Tim, in a few words, how would you describe the language game? Rather than doing like lots of other things that other people like to do, we happily choose to just sit with a drink, usually in a smoke, and we just talk. And we're, we get a lot of enjoyment out of just talking about whatever. Um, but usually the whatever uh, revolves around science and philosophy and uh, just like thought provoking sometimes politics, but not even in the, not even in the like politically charged argumentative kind of way that a lot of people do. It's, it's more like the philosophy of politics or that kind of thing, like the sort of background stuff that I think that we're more interested in. Um, so we've been talking, how long we've been friends? Like it's hard to count. God, um, 2005, like 2005. Yeah. About 2005, I'd say 2005, 2006. So our relationship is 14 years old. Oh, I bet Facebook could have told us that. No, dude, we were friends before Facebook. That was that we were like, we were cool before Facebook was cool. We were cool when MySpace was cool. <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not cool anymore, though. <laughs> our the coolness of our relationship died with MySpace. Sad, but true. Hey everyone, this is The Language Game. I'm Brady, Scott Brady. And this is Tim. This is a place where two things can be true. Thanks for listening to The Language Game. When we discuss even something is that's charged now, like politics, like you were saying, it's not ever really an argument or what most people think of talking about politics is now. We kind of try to break apart what's happening and instead of looking at black and white, we try to look at the zones in the middle and discover where we're at. Like, I feel like in today's climate of just anything, it seems you talk about anymore, you're either one or the other. But what about the space in between? We try to like pick apart and put some light on the spaces in between, I think. Look, the, the, even the word divided is just being overused now. Um, but because now like it's like well what do you mean by that exactly divided and even just by saying it over and over again that our politics are divided it it sort of is like starting to reinforce this idea that you're on one side or the other but like man it's annoying because um the way the way that i try to look at things is i try to hear what someone's saying and then not just not just what they're saying but maybe why they're saying it and where that's coming from instead of just taking that surface level of what they said not just the sound bite but right. the thought behind that right and so and this is just an example by the way so it's the whole this whole show is not about politics but taking politics as like a talking point um and then like the general idea of politics i think that you and i just have a style of thinking and a style of talking about things that involves some deconstruction of whatever topic it is that we're interested in for the sake of identifying its smaller parts and uh, gaining a better understanding of those parts so that we can have a better understanding of the whole. I think it's a baked in inherent skepticism that we have where even if we believe something to be true or we agree with it, we have to get to the why. We can't just accept it, this is what it is. And so we kind of pull that apart together 
And like I said, even when we agree, like even when we agree with each other, if you say something just for the sake of getting behind your thought process, I'll try to challenge it in a way that maybe you didn't make clear in the first round. Let's say by the end of this first year, once we've finalized our first season and we have like some 12 or 13 episodes out there, when people scroll through and they look at the titles of those episodes, they might think that we're just a philosophy page or that we're just interested in like epistemology and I don't like truth and fact and stuff. And but but the truth is for me, I mean, I think that we've chosen those topics as a basis for our on ongoing conversation because because uh, we've collectively, you and I have both decided that those are sort of the, the rudimentary, like first principles that we have to establish before we talk about anything else. Like we have to, we've de- deconstructed our own conversations all the way down to the smallest level of like asking what is knowledge anyway, <laughs> you know? We are playing the language game and what the language game is... I mean, we could just take some root. Where we got the inspiration for the language game was from a philosopher we talk about a lot now, personally, between Tim and I, is Ludwig Wittgenstein. Around his time, there were other philosophers, logicians and such, who were kind of trying to come up with a logical or almost like mathematical system to explain the way human language works. And I think that Wittgenstein, the more he thought about it and, and the more he had, you know, conversations with other philosophers uh, or, or in an academic setting, the more he, he started to realize that there really is no way to, um, there's no way to put like a one-to-one correspondence between the word and, um, the word being the signifier and the signified, the ref, the thing that you're referring to, right? The referent. Uh, and what I mean by that is this, that like everything in context, right? Like the, the words only have meaning insofar as the meaning can be tied to some shared experience or, or even just an individual experience. Like I, so if I'm using a word, I can, you know, just invent a word right now for some particular idea I have in my brain. And that's a word that refers to this one particular idea, but it means nothing unless you and I have this, uh, a shared experience of what this idea is. Do you have an example of that? Just jargon, for example, I think that's a great place to start. You know, like I spent some time in the Navy, you know, if I were to tell you a sea story about this time I was climbing through the scuttlebutt and uh, our ship took uh, took a swell and I ran into the bulkhead or something like I can, you know, I'm just using words that um, might be understood by other sailors, but to anyone who's never been out to sea, they would have no idea what I'm talking about. Probably in the use of this jargon, we've found a way to refer to some shared experiences through the use of uh, our particular kind of language and that's a language game right like that's a game that we're playing when we're out to sea we're playing the navy language game right you can only play that game if you know the rules of the game right and so i think that's kind of maybe uh, some inspiration for our podcast here because i think a lot of what we're trying to do is pick apart um, some topics of interest to us by exploring what are the various usages of different kinds of words and what are the different ways that people can think about those words. Maybe eventually we can come to a place where we're helping people to just think more consistently about the language that they're using and how others are receiving that language. If anything, 
I would like to see in the future at some point, uh, people being thoughtful about their words that they use in a way that is not just to get their own point across, but in a way that is mindful of the people who are listening and the way that they are receiving that information. So I, I think thoughtful conversation involves a lot of listening and it involves a lot of sort of empathic uh, understanding of your listeners own personal experience so that you can, you, that's how you can start to establish some rules for your own language game. That's how you can start to establish better communication when you know that your words are getting across clearly. Whenever we're using language, we're playing this game. We don't realize we're playing it, but we are playing a game because we have thoughts inside of our own head and we're trying to get those thoughts into somebody else's head. And there, there's a loss between my brain telling me what words to convey this thought and then your brain interpreting what these words mean so we're playing this game all the time but we don't know we're playing it which kind of gives birth to a lot of errors in uh, miscommunication and so by picking apart your words even with general language when we're not talking about jargon we're just being thoughtful with your with your words is knowing that each word has power behind it or potential other meanings even if you don't mean those meanings, you don't know that the person who's listening to you knows what you know. You're like, well, I, how many times does somebody say, oh, I didn't mean it like that? I mean, that's a prime example of kind of the language failures that we face daily when we're playing this game and we break certain rules or maybe it's not so much breaking the rule, but we're not playing the same game and we're trying to play the same game between us and everybody else that might be listening to us. Would you say that's a good way to put it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. With that being said, a lot of this first season is going to be us laying out our rules of what language game we're going to be playing with this podcast. So that way we can be on the same page. And when we say things, we can hopefully relay their meaning successfully with this kind of with this foundation that we're laying out. So the language game is not meant to be an academic resource. It should be known that we're not experts on these subjects. We're just a couple of guys who are talking about language, talking about philosophy, hopefully providing some thought-provoking content. In a way, we want to mess up because the only way we can correct our mistakes is to know that our mistakes are there in the first place. We encourage you to go do your own research and we'll provide some links in our description. And if you have any questions or comments about any of the content, then feel free to reach out to us. Go ahead. Tell us we're wrong, please. We want it. The Language Game is recorded and produced by original content creators Timothy Chartier and Scott Brady at Home With Love. We'd like to give a special thanks to our dear friends Ryan, Cody, James, and Max who helped us with the soundtrack. And also to our friends and family who've encouraged us through the creation of this podcast. Thanks. Thanks.